Hey kiddo, welcome to the Inspire to Engage podcast, where we talk marketing for small business owners, how we can serve our existing clients well, and ways for us to engage more with potential clients. And of course, we'll talk some about the juggles and struggles to do all of this while still having a life. I'm your host, Rachel Eubanks, and I'm so happy that you're here. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to episode 41. It's a special one. I guess you could say it's my Thanksgiving episode for this podcast. So thank you for listening. In this episode, we, you'll see that there's two other very capable women who I've asked to be a to be guests on this podcast. So we unpack this idea of being thankful as a business owner in 2020. Now, of course, there's a lot of sadness that's taken place both personally and as a business owner in 2020, but there's also some good things that have happened. And that's what this episode is about, is about choosing to be thankful in this tough time. And It does not erase or eradicate the sad things that have taken place, but it is just a choice to be thankful now. So I am going to end this intro and start the podcast interviews now. I hope you enjoy. Hello, I am so excited about this episode. I love this podcast because I get to talk to great business owners fairly often. And so today I'm bringing back two of my favorites. One is a dear friend of mine, has been a friend of mine for several years now, Amy Boyle. She's with Grace Girl Beads. You've heard me talk about her business several times. In fact, she was on episode three. Like this this podcast started with Amy. And then I have a new friend of mine, Deanna Mason, and she owns Refreshed Moms. It's now an app. She's going to talk about that here in a little bit. But she and I became friends on Instagram. And so I will tell you that direct messages, they work in Instagram. You can develop friendships there. Uh, Because Deanna and I have, she was on episode 24 about building a business while still staying true to your family. And so, and I should say that Amy's episode, episode three, was about thriving during difficult times. And boy, Amy, little did we know, that was before March, so little did we know how (laughs) fitting that would be. But, so this episode is about thankfulness as a business owner in 2020. So there's a lot of layers going on right there. But I've brought two fantastic women on for us to dive into that thankfulness as a business owner in 2020. But before I have them introduce themselves, I do want to say one thing. Um, This episode is not all rainbows and unicorns. We three recognize that 2020 has been crazy. And that, that word's been overused because it's also been devastating. There are family members who lost loved ones due to COVID or they lost loved ones this year and were not able to celebrate a life well lived. They weren't able to be there to hold their hands in the final hours or in the final weeks. And it was due to COVID policies and precautions. So we do not take that lightly. Um, There are businesses big and small that will never open their doors again due to COVID-19 and things that came about because of it. We are not taking the devastation lightly, but we are choosing in this conversation to be thankful and to look at the 
the, the things to be grateful for that did come out of this year as a small business owner. So we wanted you to know our hearts as you start to listen. I will say we do plan on laughing. We do plan on this being a, a fun conversation. So I wanted to preface this chat uh, with that note, okay? And so I'm going to be quiet for a second, and I'm going to let my friend Deanna Mason introduce herself. Tell us uh, about your business, what you've got going on right now. Remind the listener from what, what's going on in Deanna's world. Sure. Thank you so much for having me here. So my company, so, which is really crazy because I have two. I have an organization and I have a company. The... Um, one that's taking most of my time these days is, is Refresh Moms, where I help overcommitted and burnout moms learn how to spiritually rest. And um, that's really my heart work right now. I'm so enjoying helping mothers identify their rest routines and their rhythms of rest that are needed to sustain the work that they feel God is calling them to do. Because what I was finding out is, because I started out with my business coaching, but it takes a lot to run a business. It takes a ton of work mm -hmm. to get your business to do what you're envisioning it to do and to serve people well. And mothers that are raising little children while they are running businesses, I don't think many of us understood the cost when we jumped mm -hmm. in. And I just see mother after mother have to pause because they cannot sustain the work. And I truly believe so many of us are doing work that we feel God has called us into. We're doing work that we're passionate about. And the last thing I want is for moms to, to, I shouldn't say give up. That's not the right word because I think there's times where you need to press pause, mm -hmm. but I want moms to be able to, to see the end of the journey. Mm -hmm. I want them to be able to um, achieve what they feel like they've been called to um, achieve. So with that, we've got to learn healthy, consistent rhythms of breathing in and breathing out in order to, to do it. My other organ, my newest project or organization, <laughs> which was birthed out of 2020 and mm -hmm. all that was going on is a nonprofit organization called Needle Movers for Social Equity. And I did feel God calling me into that work um, this spring when all of the racial tension was hitting the media. Um, you know, the Ahmaud Arbery's, the Breonna Taylor, the um, George Floyd, all that was kind of like bam, 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 right um, in, on top of each other. And in the midst of all of the things that were happening at the same time, as far as social media things hitting me, people texting me, people in my DMs, just wanting clarity around what do we do? How do we fix this? How can we make a difference? I just felt like God was telling me it was time to put um, strategy and intention behind closing equity gaps in America. So I just, in my free time, started a nonprofit organization, which literally this week, Two days from the day that we're recording, we're uh, running our first beta small group discussion for the membership. I, I say membership. I really think I'm going to not do a membership and do a course. That is me processing live on this podcast. But <laughs> we're doing a beta run of a six-month um, course on uh, creating mo mobility around social equity based on how God is leading you to move. Oh. 
that starts on Thursday. And I would love, love, love to be able to um, open it up to the general public spring of 2021. But we will see how it goes with this small group of about nine people that are going to beta test this six month course with me. And um, that's what I'm working on. And that's what I do. That's how I spend my time when I'm not raising two kids and <laughs> wifing one man. There you go. <laughs> Wow, Deanna, you're amazing. And we are cheering for you. We're so excited. I knew that you had started the organization in the middle of 2020. And it, it, it did, it came out of 2020. And so that could be something that we're going to, we may talk about even further in this episode, as far as something to be thankful for, um, in the light of very difficult times. So um, I think you're amazing. I appreciate you being here Thank today. You. Amy, please introduce yourself to the listeners as well. Remind them about what you do. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for having me. Um, my name is Amy Boyle. I am the um, chief jewelry designer and owner at Grace Girl Beads. I started Grace Girl in, um, oh gosh, it's been a long time. It started as a hobby. And in 2013, I took it full time. Uh, at when my youngest son went off to kindergarten, I decided that I needed something to do instead of spending my days at home with eating bonbons, which is what my husband thought I did. <laughs> but um, in 2013, I took it full, you know, took the part-time hobby that I loved full-time and turned it into a business, made it legitimate, and um, have just taken off since then. Um, we are offered in 17 stores in five states now and um, also have our a website. We love to um, create jewelry that is um, timeless with a, with a, you know, um, a vintage flair to it and um, have, um, have just enjoyed being creative. I've always been a creative person and um, I come from a creative family mm -hmm. and it just naturally flowed out of me in that way. I know. I, I love your story with your connection with your grandmother and um, her grandmother was extremely creative and she lost her grandmother around about the time that you started Grace Girl Beads, correct? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so you kind of felt like this has always been a connection to her. And Amy's actually leaving tomorrow that this podcast is being recorded on a Tuesday in November. And so she's leaving tomorrow to set up for a show. And so her business has grown tremendously too, just like Deanna's. And so I want to start, Amy, I'm going to start the question with you. What has been your greatest struggle this year? We know, I know we're going to talk about thankfulness and we're going to get there with that grateful heart, but let's own it too. What's been your greatest struggle for 2020? Uh, <laughs> I could say all the things that everyone else has struggled with in 2020. The fact that we're stuck at home with our kids and our husbands all the time. Um, <laughs> the um, Being a product-based business, sales have been a struggle this year. I, 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 it's been different. We've had to adapt. We've had to pivot. I know if people are tired of hearing that word in the business world, but um, we've, we've had to learn how to pivot with, with sales. Um, I have pumped a lot more time and energy into online and learning more about um, automating things on my website and um, email systems and Facebook ads and it, it, everything I'm trying to automate as much as possible. That's been a struggle because I am not 
technologically inclined and it's it i i have this stubborn thick headedness where i have to do it all myself so that's a struggle as well (laughs) and um it's it's been you know we've had issues i mean now we're having issues getting materials mm-hmm. it um shipping times are slow shipping times are slow all around for me shipping to my customers for you know materials getting to us but um b- biggest struggle I-, I i would say just trying to automate everything and learn as much as i can to try to ease the burden on me so that I can still be creative even when I'm stuck. (laughs) Yes. And there's a challenge to still be creative Mm -hmm. while, while you're stuck and trying to figure out the, the logistics of things, things that are not creative, but they have to be done. Mm -hmm. And I do agree with you that so many product-based businesses, Mm -hmm. I have watched you guys work. I thought you worked hard until I watched you March through March through July (laughs) and what product-based businesses have done and probably service-based. I'm going to ask Deanna here in just a second too, but what product-based businesses have had to do in order to reach their customers. I mean, some of you were taking orders literally by just one direct message at a time, walking Mm -hmm. customers with their phones around and showing them, this is the bracelet I have, or do you want this one? Mm -hmm. And so some people's sales numbers look almost the same as last year, but the amount of hour per sale that it took, the amount of minutes that it took to make one sale is exponential. So yes, kudos. Yes, that's true. And we had, well, I had an extraordinary, I mean, I wouldn't say it was extraordinary, but an extraordinary spring. <laughs> it was, um, I, I had to take a month off and, and I know a lot of people were, you know, when a lot of people were confined at home in the spring, I was really confined at home because I had a health crisis myself and was hospitalized and then was confined to home and had to pretty much take a month off. And I had all of these wonderful, you know, and it was, it all happened right after our state shut down pretty much in mid-March and, you know, about the same time the country shut down. And so, excuse me, I had all these things planned. I was going to, um, to work on all of these things to try to ramp up my website and add more products to it and things like that. And then I was slapped with, Oh, Hey, guess what? You can't do that because you have to take a month off because you've had this health crisis. And so, um, or I was, you know, pretty much had to force myself to just Mm -hmm. not do anything for about a month. And it, it, adapting to to that too was um you know a a struggle for me on top of hey this is a difficult business world we're in right now with covid i was you know slapped with that as well and had to had to just learn how to adapt to that Mm. yes and i'm so glad that you were doing much better because amy did have a very tough february march and so we're so happy that you're doing better Okay, so Deanna from the service-based side, she also does have a product now. Like I said, she is she has an app as well. But prior to this, prior to her app, Deanna is a coach. And I want to ask you, what was your greatest struggle as a business owner or even as a mom and a wife this year? Definitely as a mom and a wife was the 
the change in the, the dynamic of people being home, the uncertainty of employment that was always lingering um, for my husband. I do not make what he makes. I make about half of what he makes. And so if he were to lose his job, that would have significantly um, put us back. And it, that was that was a possibility for a little while <laughs> that they you know, and they did lay people off. He just happened to not get laid off. So um, the uncertainty of um, the first few months of the shutdown and of COVID, the uncertainty of school. What you know when the kids came home, they were home. We were sent with a message they'd be home for two weeks. That was what the message was and they're still home my children have not gone back to school and with you know there's no forecasting that there's no forecasting that was a whole other thing that was hard not forecasting my capacity I had no idea when or what was going to tap me out I still had business responsibilities I still had to work but my children also needed to you know finish the year academically strong which was very hard I mean, it was just the teachers were struggling, they were struggling, and not even knowing where my energy should be focused, not knowing where my priorities should be focused. It was very confusing. Um, it was very exhausting. As far as business, I, I honestly had a very good financial year, but probably because there were so many people that were like, well, I, I, need to, <laughs> I need to have my own thing, because this is a very uncertain time. You know, so I had... Definitely had clients who, I'm going to use the word again, pivot, had needed to pivot their services in order to stay afloat. Um, me having to dig in with them to be a business coach that helped them make that pivot, that was challenging. Uh, it was scary. What if this doesn't work for them? What if they don't, what if it doesn't turn, you know? <laughs> What if I can't help them? What if this is too much in the time frame they need to turn it around? You know, what if I can't, you know, help them? So that was going on. But I feel like the, the biggest challenge for me was not understanding what I could hold because mm -hmm. I didn't know what was in front of me. I didn't know what was coming. I couldn't forecast the energy. I couldn't forecast the needs of my children or my business or my family. There was all that went out the window. I too decided that I needed to take time to really automate as much of my work as possible. I needed to work less, which meant I needed to spend time automating as much of my work as possible. Evergreen is my best friend. Is like, can I just get a shirt that says evergreen? Mm -hmm. just, everything <laughs> needs to be evergreen. I am um, the launches. I have no energy for a launch. None of that. It was like, I don't have, any of that, all that normal, those normal things that you do in your business. I'm like, look, if they, if they can't get motivated in an email nurture sequence, it ain't going to get bought. <laughs> Deanna, that made me so happy right there. That made me so happy. I didn't want to cut you off, but I, I, I'm telling you, I'm just, I'm shaking my head like crazy because I, the con, the phrase that you said about, I had no way to forecast what I needed to spend my energy on that's it that mm -hmm. I think all moms and all business owners, that's what we couldn't figure out because one day it is our children. So we're like, okay, I think I got it figured out. I'm, I'm going to spend a ton of time with my children. Then the next day, you know, two weeks wait later, we look up and we're like, I had made a sale yeah. in two weeks. And so mm -hmm. all of a sudden you, you, you're, so you're right. You could not, there was no rhyme and ry rhythm 
yeah. to your world. And so you could not forecast where you could spend your energy. And I love what you said too. I'm like, Hey, look, if, if they can't find the energy through a nurture sequence, we just, we don't have to move on. I mean, it's that's just all not I gonna get bought. It. It's just not going to get bought. Cause I don't have any, I don't have it in me to, to, um, to do more than that. I will pour, pour, pour into my nurture approach. I will make that as great as possible. And that's where my time investment was going to go in. But for all that is good and holy, please don't ask me to do a live launch for anything. I, there was no, I, no. And I don't even think live launches are really for, for moms with kids at home. I don't, I feel like no. they are not, they were built by some man. <laughs> I'm just, if I were to research it, who came up with this idea of these live launches? I bet there was some man that didn't have, you know, four-year-olds playing Legos under their desk trying to pull off a launch, trying to pay for childcare. I bet whoever came up with that marketing tactic <laughs> was not a mom. And so we just had to get more creative with, okay, what does this look like for, for mothers that have um, emotional energy that needs to be put somewhere else during the day? And so that's, I'm just like Amy, it's like, what, what can I automate? What can I just push the button and let that thing run and sit back and watch it convert or watch it not convert, tweak it, make it better. That's mm -hmm. what I had the energy to do. And I'm, thank God I did though. That was a yep. gift. I didn't realize it was a gift until I spent time doing it. Well, and that's a great segue into our next conversation because I agree what you two were saying is we were pushed into a corner as a business owners into a corner in a place that we had just been kind of chugging along, chugging along, chugging along. It was working. We weren't going to fix it. But because of that big P word, that pivot, that adaptations that we had to make, there were some good things that came out of it. And for you two, automation was one of those. So let me ask you, Deanna, what then was one of your greatest blessings from this year then? Ooh, and it, once again, it can be from a mom perspective, wife perspective, or from, from a business perspective. I think the greatest blessings was the blessing was for me to actually be moving slow enough to understand what my business needed to do to change. You know, I, I no longer center around my business coaching, which is a really big statement for me to say out loud mm -hmm. on a podcast episode as a business coach, but that's no longer where I'm feeling my energy is being drawn. I do believe God is asking me to make room for nonprofit, which is allowing me to set up my 2021 a lot differently. I am backing out of coaching commitments like strategically right now it's in so i think that's a gift even though it's mm -hmm. scary because the majority of my income this year has come from private coaching in a membership community and i'm closing the membership community that's scary and i am being very 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 picky about anyone that i bring on as a private coaching client and picky being meaning the type of client and what I'm going to charge when that client, you know, signs a contract. It's, it's not worth it for me anymore to have many clients, you know, as far as time expenditure, yeah, <laughs> it's not yeah. worth it anymore to have 10 and have that expenditure for 10 clients. I'd much rather have two really solid ones that light me up that are the perfect aligned fit for how I coach and what I coach out who I can get the best results for. I want two of them paying at a certain 
you know, paying at a certain price point. So it frees me up in these other areas that I feel like God is calling me to. So I think that's a gift. It was scary because mm-hmm. I did, I haven't known anything else besides the coaching income. I sold a, courses here and there, but my, my bread and butter was my private coaching and my group coaching. So I, I'm so excited about it though. It's not, I I don't, I'm not lamenting over those doors. I don't know if it's a closed door. It's just looking different. So that is, I'm very, very thankful that I was um, pushed to slow down, to relook at what does this need to look like? Um, you no longer have the capacity to grow a nonprofit and do private coaching. So what does this need to look like next right. year? So that was a gift. That was, um, that was a gift. Yes, it was scary, but it was one that I was willing to do in order to be obedient to what I thought God was telling me. I agree. And I admire you for that because sometimes the things that we are asked to do are extremely scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right. 2020 has given us a microscope for pieces of our life that we're like, this, this no longer, no longer makes me happy or it's no, it makes me money, but to the, but to the cost of what? And so I I admire you for admitting that. Amy, what about you? What has been one of the greatest blessings? And we kind of alluded to the fact that your health was an issue as well on top of, you know, having to adapt your business, but I know there's been blessings in your life as well. So what's been one of your greatest things that's happened in 2020? Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm thankful to, you know, still be here and have, (laughs) have good health after all of this. But, um, when, when all of this first started in March and April, um, there was this huge push from, uh, uh, from friends and from social media and, and to support small businesses. And a lot of my retailers, in fact, I, all 17 of my retailers are small businesses as well. So when you go and support them, you're supporting them as a small business and then supporting me as a small business as well. And so in the beginning, there was this huge push to, um, to buy from small businesses. You know, we talk about all these big box stores and, and Amazon and the Walmarts of the world, and they're not going anywhere. I mean, they, they, you know, there are some things they may take a hit on, but they're not going anywhere. They're never going anywhere. And so a lot of small business, I mean, I had two stores that did not survive the pandemic. Mm. They did not survive the shutdown. And um, it's, you know, it, it was sad, but you, there was this, so there was this huge push to buy from small and local, you know, based businesses. I, one of our, our greatest blessings here has been that people, t- I mean, people took that and just ran with it. We had record-breaking Junes, Julys, um, August, September, October, all, all of them record-breaking. And, and w- you know, if you're ever in retail, your J months or your dead months, January, June, and July are the worst months of the year. I have never in my life seen sales like, and even my retailers that I spoke to were having record-breaking months that were small businesses as well, which was awesome that, you know, people were listening to this and supporting all these small businesses, supporting me too. That's been one of my, one of my greatest blessings from it. That makes my heart so happy. I know you and I speak, I have a lot of friends that are creatives and they're in the, um, 
they're in the retail world. And it was really interesting because they have said the same thing that mm -hmm. people have poured their money and their heart and soul into supporting small businesses. And so that gives us hope, right? I, because yes. I know that, De that I know that Deanna also works with a wide variety of businesses. And so that gives us hope that we can continue. Um, mm -hmm. I love like one of your friends, uh, Stacy said from reclaimed spirit, she said, I feel like people are just ready to gift. Like they're ready to gift because she was seeing, and she's not the only one seeing crazy numbers in October. And it's because yes. we have been cooped up in our own homes and we are ready to just shower love onto the people that we maybe haven't seen in a while. Or, I mean, people are already decorated. I mean, you know, people start decorating for Christmas in October, you know, so there, there is this sense of like ready to gift. And so that does give us so much hope. I want to ask you guys, I ask you about your greatest struggles and I ask you about your greatest blessings in 2020. You guys both have your hands or you both talk to a lot of people in lots of, in lots of different um, corners of the business world. What are some of the things that you are seeing from your friends? What are some things that we can be grateful for in other businesses? Deanna, do you want to start? Yeah, I'm just, I'm trying to like scan across the beautiful people that I've been um, afforded to know a little bit about the back end of their work. I have one client that I can think of, and I may have mentioned her in our last podcast. I don't remember what, which podcast, because I know that I've mentioned her in, in, in somebody's in podcast. Couple, yeah. yeah. But, um, she was 100, her income came just about a hundred percent from in-person services. She was a musician. And so she was gigging and she was doing private lessons mm -hmm. at people's houses, at um, schools. And so everything was taking place on site, on property. And she lost 100% of her income when everything shut down. And so she was one of the clients that it was like, oh man, I got to help her. I got to, I got to help her. And so you know, she, thank goodness she showed up ready to work. And we basically took the skeleton of her private lessons and figured out how to serve well online. She literally doubled her income just with that particular offer. And right now I'm so proud of her. I mean, like, like today she, she um, sent over her final draft for her sales page because I, my next step is always to to step out of that trading time for money position and try and, and so you can actually scale your mm -hmm. services. And so I've been on her for the entire year. Girl, you need to make this into a course. People are selling um, music lessons in course format left and right. I get, I see ads all the time, people selling music lessons and piano lessons. I'm like, this is a thing. People will buy a self-led music course you need to create this. And she finally put one together. This is like her beta go, even though I have everything in me feels like she about to sell the smack out of this. Cause it's such a, <laughs> it's so good. I'm, I told her, I'm like, it's, it's, this is a solid offer. And she, she put together 
three Christmas songs for Perfect people to learn. Too. Exactly. Three Christmas songs that she's teaching um, three different levels on how to play these three different songs. And with, wow. if you purchase by a certain date, you get a bonus song. I forget. They're all Christmas songs. But the whole thing is like serenade your, it's about serenading your family for the holidays. How can you make a COVID Christmas special? How can, you know, can you hop on Zoom and play a song for them and sing it to them? It's just such a beautiful offer and i'm like man i hope you sell it a smack out of this but it's it's such a um triumphant story because mm-hmm. she she i mean she had to move she had to go move in with her parents she's a you know, single woman and you know she really and her parents live in a whole different state she had to leave oh, wow. um her home in order to basically start over because her income literally dried up and to see her now dig in and turn that around it's like it's she's I want to say she's like a, you know, a, um, I want to, I want to take credit for it, but sh- you know what that takes. Mm-hmm. You as you guys as business owners know what kind of work and what kind of, um, umph that takes and, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. to pull off. I, you know, I guided her, but she did it. And to me, that is like, that is something I'd love to, I share that story everywhere. And you um, should, you should continue sharing that story because it did my heart so good just now. I think I do remember a little bit about that story from the last episode that you and I did together. But the thing is, is we hadn't got to the sales page yet. And she, she had grown it to use to teaching the lessons via zoom, but we're now, like you said, taking another step to scale it and that her offer is so timely. Mm. You know, she didn't, she recognizes that people's Christmases are going to be different this year. Mm -hmm. And so thank you. Thank you for sharing that and for bringing that story even further along for us. And I don't want to keep talking, but I want to share it on the other. I want to share it on the flip side. I just mm-hmm. thought of this. This has blessed me so much. I have another um, community member who basically did the opposite. She took like 40 days, a 40 day break, which is I'm all for those breaks. And she mm-hmm. took herself off of social media. She has a podcast. She has a beautiful podcast. And um, she was concerned of course, what's, what is, what's going to happen to my business if I just step back for 40 days? But she really felt like God was asking her to take this break. And so she did it. She was off social media for 40 days, I believe it what it was. Um, in that 40-day period, she has a daughter, a preteen daughter. She homeschools. And she noticed that her daughter was having seizures. Mm. Not the type of seizures where your body gyrates, but like sitting and you can only notice this if you're looking at her when it's happening because she's not making any noise. She's not in pain, but she noticed her, you know, while she's work, she would just freeze. Her eyes would blink really fast and then she'd hop right back into whatever. And this was happening like every three or four minutes. And she took wow. the, her daughter to the doctor and the doctor was like, she's having seizures. These are seizures. And if she had not slowed down enough to, um, she didn't know that's what she was going to notice. Mm-hmm. The kicker, while she was off for 40 days, her podcast received 5,000 downloads, which was the highest amount in a month that had ever been downloaded in her podcast. And it happened while she was taking a break. And I just oh, want to wow. leave this because 
I say this a lot to my clients. The problem may be that we don't think God is still working when we're not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is still breathing on your work. He knows what it is he's called you to do. You don't have to be afraid for stepping back and refilling and doing the things you have to do in order to be good for all the areas mm-hmm. of your life and for her specifically for her daughter who was literally needing a having a medical emergency who knows how long it had been going on right? right so anyway that just gives you two different it doesn't have to be about the hustle 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 i made this money thing the wins are also when you step back and take your hands off of it so there's wins on both okay. sides yeah deanna I've said this before, we could probably done right, Amy, with this, with this uh, podcast. It's so good right there because you're right there. God had put on my heart a lot for 2020 and who, and I had no clue that it, this was coming, uh, what 2020 was going to be, but he just kept putting that word rest on my heart. And I think that's why, what led me to, to you and me to, to know each other as well, because that is something that you work really hard on. So I'm glad that you shared both sides because as moms, any mom that's listening right now, have tears in their eyes because there are things that we are so afraid that we're missing with our kids. And I know for Amy, Amy can speak to this as well, because one of the health crises that they faced in 2019 was her own son battling seizures as well. Now his was very different than the mm-hmm. quiet ones. His, but I, I know as soon as you said seizure, I was like, I thought instantly thought about Amy cause she's been there as a mom. And so mm-hmm. um, I'm glad you shared both sides of those stories because as moms, we want our business to grow, but there will still be nothing no important, more important than our children. And yeah. so that was a great reminder. Okay, Amy, what about you? It's tough to follow Deanna because she has I was to- about to say, I just don't know if I can follow that. <laughs> and I'm over here taking notes the whole time Deanna's talking. <laughs> Did you see me earlier with my little notepad? Taking notes? I saw you. And like, I saw oh, you barely because yeah. I'm taking my notes too. Okay. <laughs> Um, so Amy, well, talk to us because I know that you know friends that you have colleagues as well yes. that have had some victories. Yeah, I, I have, I have. Business. Well, and you know, you, I have several. Um, like I said earlier, you know, when 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 I have a retailer, they are a small business as well most of the time. Um, I, I have one in particular that is about thirty minutes south of us here in Huntsville, and they live in a tiny little small town and one main I mean you know a main highway runs through there but there's this nice little downtown main street area and this couple two years ago almost three years ago opened um, a little mercantile store and a a few months after they opened they contacted me about carrying my jewelry and I've been in there for a year and a half now Well, they have since opened another store across the street that specializes in men's clothing and craft beer and anything manly, knives and all kinds of man stuff. And so they have um, opened that. Well, the last time I went down there to see them, they told me that they, I hope nobody picks up on this and I'm not letting any cats out of the bag, but they have big things in store going on. They have um, purchased a building that... um, in the downtown, that I, I swear I think this couple is single-handedly trying to revitalize their little main street in their downtown. Um, they're also going to um, 
possibly move the men's store to a, a larger location so that it can be because it's in a tiny little spot right now. Um, so they're possibly moving it. It there are there are stories of growth even in this year where we hear so much about businesses closing and things happening. You mentioned um, our friend Stacy earlier from Reclaim Spirit over in Florence. They she, she's one of my stores that I, I look at. I, she's blowing records, just blowing them out of the water sales wise. And they just have, I, <laughs> we can't figure it out. We don't know why. I mean, well, I guess we really want to figure it out because it's, it's great for her and it's great for me. And we looked at when she called me with October's numbers as to what was sold. We looked at October last year versus this year. And I, I mean, it was four times what last October was. So it's, yeah, you're right. It's a, Rachel just pointed to the sky. It's, it's almost a God thing. <laughs> we're just, we're just, we feel blessed by all of that, that, um, I feel blessed that my retailers are triumphing as well as, as me. Well, and you're right. If, if, if they do well, you, you do well too. Now you also sell from your, you know, B to C like straight to consumers, but a large part of your business model is also selling to retailers. And so absolutely that, I, right. I, about half of my, I would say probably, I don't, I haven't looked at it this year because the numbers are vastly different this year from last year, because I've picked up a great number of retailers. Mm -hmm. I've picked up retailers in a pandemic and people were, you know, everyone was talking about how, Oh, businesses are not going to make it. I, I've picked up new, I've had six inquire this week about becoming new retailers. And so, which is kind of unheard of for this time of year too, but um, it's, it, there are, you know, there are businesses that are triumphing and doing better in, in this economy, mostly small ones, like we talked about earlier. Yeah. So there are definitely blessings. I, I want to thank you guys so much for being on the show with me today. Deanna and Amy are amazing. They did not know each other prior to this conversation and they're just brave and bold and are like, sure, Rachel, I will get on a podcast episode with you. And so I just, I want to say thank you for that. I also want to, for you guys to have an opportunity to learn more about them. So Deanna, will you please tell everybody where they can find you and definitely mention the app, which uh -huh. I'll just going to say, she probably won't tell you, but I'm going to brag on her. The lady built it herself. So there you go. Deanna, tell them where they can find you. Sure. I have a podcast as well called Refresh Mom. So I'd love to hang out with you there. That's another place I love to spend time and pour into. And then the Refresh Moms app is available on Apple iOS as well as Android. You can download it on either platform or go to refreshmoms.com forward slash prayer room is where you can find it. And, you know, check it out and download it and let me help you live. Um, a life that is on the offense of burnout and overcommitment um, by helping you spiritually rest. So I'd love to hang out with you on the app as well. Yeah. And that's definitely something that Amy and I are looking into, like when we get off of this chat. Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> um, Amy, tell everybody where they can learn more about you and shop your jewelry. So you can find more about um, Grace Girl Beads on our website at um, gracegirlbeads.com. 
Beads has an S on the end of it. Um, you can also, we have a list of retailers. So if you're looking for a retailer in your area, we also have a list of retailers on there, or you can buy directly from the website. Um, we're also on Facebook at Grace Girl Beads and on Instagram at Shop Grace Girl Huntsville. Awesome. Well, I just want to tell you guys, thank you again. And I have to end this episode by just saying, you're definitely on my list of people that I'm thankful for this year in 2020 and to see you guys grow and for your business to change in such a good way is a real blessing for me too. So thank you guys for being here today. I'm cheering for you. Thank you, Rachel. Thank, thank you for having us. I told you at the beginning, this was a special episode. I hope that it did for your heart what Amy and Deanna's conversation did for my heart. I know is exactly what I needed right here and at this time. And of course, I know that not everybody's going to listen to this at Thanksgiving. That's okay. We can find something to be grateful for no matter the time of year. In fact, we probably should. I did find it very interesting that when I initially created this podcast or came up with this podcast idea, I really worked hard to look at it from a business perspective. But what is interesting that as we talked, we talked more about our personal lives. And it was a reminder to me that as business owners, it is so hard to separate the personal from the business. And when personally we're struggling, it is going to overflow into our business. Or vice versa, when personally we're doing really well, we feel very motivated normally and very energetic about our business. So it was really interesting that in this conversation with two other moms, you know, we referenced the fact over and over again about how our families were doing and how our family life affected our business life. I just found that interesting, and I'm sure that you experienced that as well. I hope that this podcast episode finds you healthy, no matter what time of the year it is, and for us to be able to be, for us to be grateful for your health. And then I hope, second, secondly, that you're able to find something or lots of things to be thankful for. I myself have been extremely thankful for several business women who have poured into me over 2020. We have met over Zoom and talked and laughed and sweated bullets and cheered each other on. And those conversations have been such a blessing. And I hope that you can say the same thing. I want for you to be able to say that you have had some level of support around you during this time. Now, if this podcast episode did something for you, please rate or review it. You know, as a small business owner, the power of a rating and review, a positive one. And of course, I can't end this episode without mentioning my course, Creating an Online Customer Story. The thing is, is that many of us write and write and write, but our ideal customer is not listening. I would strongly encourage you to spend time learning about your ideal customer. And that's what this course does. It helps you to create a story about your customer. That story becomes a tool for you. It's, it's what you use when you sit down to write about your business and you feel unmotivated. Or all of a sudden your brain is scattered in 13 different directions and you need to focus. This story about your ideal customer helps you focus. It helps you to bring your thinking back to the ideal customer and not you as a business owner. Because what we often do is we write about our businesses as a business owner 
and not from the perspective of our ideal customer. This story, I'm sorry, this online course will help you do that. Find it at my site, inspiretoengage.com forward slash online course. It's called Creating an Ideal Customer Story. And right now, it's only 20 bucks. That is not much for helping you to gain clarity and focus. Okay, I hope you have a wonderful week. Happy Thanksgiving. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.